Welcome to Avatar with Academics. I am Sam Mulberry, and I have never watched Avatar The Last Airbender. And I'm Annie Berglund, and I have watched it before. Annie, we are on to Book One Water, Chapter 10, Jet. This is the the midway point, or when we complete this, we'll be at the midway point of Season 1 of Book One Water. Um, should we jump right into the episode? Let's do it. Uh, we <laughs> we were thinking we might move closer to the North Pole. I don't really quite know where we are in this episode, but uh, it seems like still Earth Kingdom territory. Um, so we open and... Which actually makes me wonder. Uh, um, we see where the water tribes live and it's frozen places. Wa- I mean, snow, which is surrounded by water. The Earth Kingdom surrounded by Earth. I mean, that's not hard. That's what <laughs> land is. Um, we see the Airbender Temple... Um, which is is up high, but it you know, um, but there's still Earth there, right? right? So it's like they don't. It's not that they live in the air. Um, I'm really curious to see the Fire Nation a little more, right? I mean, we saw the temple with the crescent shaped island last week, yeah. Um, but I don't know, like, is that what all of the Earth or what all what the Fire Kingdom looks like? I'm just really curious to see, like, or is it just does it look like the Earth Kingdom except they yeah. wear different clothes? I, I'm I'm really curious to see that. Yeah, um, true, and I, and. Maybe like that's the whole nature of the struggle for the Fire Nation too is like not having its and, own sure because they can't live on fire right, right. Yeah, yeah yeah no that's interesting hmm. um, so we open in a jungle mm-hmm. kind of environment really pretty vibrant red leaves it looks like it looks like autumn and uh, there's this green bug walking on a tree branch and uh, it's like a close up of the bug and Momo jumps in and pounces on it and you have this kind of like cat mouse chase between Momo and this bug which like Momo's not going to eat it so I don't he's just playing I yeah, guess yeah, yeah. Um, but as Momo's chasing the mu- the bug, he ends up in this, uh, triggering a live trap and it, it brings him up into, these trees are massive. Really high up. Yeah. yeah. And it's this like metal ball that he's in. Right. Um, and so he's hanging from a tree and then there's like two other animals trapped. I, I describe them as bat monkeys. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I, I read, I think it's hog monkeys. Oh, you called. know what? And I think the pirate captain used the phrase hog monkey last episode. Okay. Like, that's just like an expletive something. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but I, awesome. but that makes sense. Okay. So hog monkeys, um, they looked a little bat-like. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. But bats, actually, if you think about a bat's face, there's some hog elements oh, to a bat's yeah. face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so Momo's now trapped up in the tree. We're like, where's the rest of the gang? Well, they're out resting um, and Momo must have run away from them. And they're in another part of the woods, and Aang realizes that his lemur is missing, and he hears the hog monkey screech, and he follows the sound to the live traps. Um, and so uh, he he hears or he sees the three different traps up in the trees. He air bends um, up into them and frees Momo, and he goes um, to rescue the other animals too. Like they decide, oh, well, <laughs> you're here too. Might as well save you, and. I love that because I feel like that's gentle, mm-hmm. gentle Aang, gentle Aang preserving life where he can, right? And uh, and like ushering freedom in for other people. And then you have Sokka who like doesn't want to waste time at all and he just boomerangs them down and, and sets them free. It's actually interesting though because the airbending seems so powerful, like Aang can literally fly up to do this. But mm-hmm. Sokka's actually pointing out, you know, sometimes it's faster if we do it this way. Right. You know, and actually what Sokka ends up doing is destroying the, tra- like, the traps no longer work now. Yeah. Because they're, technically the one Aang dropped, like, that trap is still there. Yeah, true. You know, so it's like, so Sokka, uh, you know, without being sort of this supernatural figure, was able to do it faster, free them faster, and actually destroy the trap. So well done, Sokka. Yeah, right. He followed his instincts, perhaps. Um, and so, uh, Sokka, Sokka is checking out these broken traps and he's like, these are Fire Nation traps. You can tell from the metalwork. I guess the guy has studied a lot of metalwork in his days. Well, and we're not, we don't necessarily see a lot of other people using a lot of metal. True. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And so, um, Sokka urges the crew to pack up and move on. And he says like, I just really think that we should avoid flying because, well, um, you know, like, I guess uh, that he says, uh, he says Appa is like so noticeable, mm-hmm. right? And so if we're flying, the Fire Nation is going to find us. You know He's what? like, no offense to Appa. I got to say, when he said this, I was like, finally, somebody's bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, it's like, 
come on, guys. He's a big flying bison. Right. It, it, although it makes me wonder, like, time. Right. You know, like, like Appa's got to be faster than being on foot. Right. So, it, yeah, it, it seems like a bad move that way. But there is something to the fact of, like, you guys are conspicuous. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and Katara defends Appa, and she's like, he's not too noticeable. Uh, like, don't, don't listen to him. Um, and then Sokka goes, he's a gigantic fluffy monster with an arrow on his head. And then Aang is like, we see Aang in the background, like, petting Appa. And he's like, Sokka's just jealous because he doesn't have an arrow. And it was great. Also playing on Sokka's insecurities a little <laughs> right. bit, being different. Um, so... But uh, Sokka insists, and he says, like, I have have this instinct. Like, we need to walk. We cannot fly. Um, and Katara goes, like, oh, who made you the boss? And he's like, I'm not the boss. I'm the leader. I'm the oldest. I'm a warrior trying to really show his worth in the crew. I love this. And I it's the it's something I hate so much where people, like, just change the word of something. Yes. But it's like, okay, so what's the difference between the boss and the leader? Same meaning, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, that's a let's go, let's debate semantics right now. Right. Yes, yeah. And Katara goes, I love this line too. She's like, why do boys always think someone has to be the leader? Which we do kind of see a bit from Sokka and Aang. Yeah, yeah. And, and and it's actually interesting. She doesn't say why do they always think they have to be the leader, but she's actually saying why does, do they think there has to be a leader? Sure, yeah. So, I mean, so she's subtly making the argument for a kind of democracy <laughs> rather than a, than like a, a, a hierarchy. Yeah, true, true. Um, and she, she takes a dig at Sokka and she's like basically just offending his manliness and saying, you've never even kissed a girl. <laughs> kind of out of the blue. Um, Which he has, though. Has in Kyoshi, they oh, kiss. Oh, true. I forgot about that. Did he not tell them? He clearly didn't. A gentleman doesn't kiss and tell. Yeah, and 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 he, this is the moment he could have, and he didn't. Weird. I did not think about that, because she's oh, like... I thought about it right oh, away. Oh, I forgot about the kiss. Okay, because uh, is like, oh, who? Grand, 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 grand doesn't count. And then he's like... Oh, I, I have. I just haven't yeah. told you. Or he, something. He, says, you know, like, he says it like it's the I have a, a girlfriend in Canada. Right. Kind of some thing. imaginary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he actually, actually, this happened. And... Oh, that's kind of precious that he didn't say anything. Yeah. I like that about Sokka. Yeah. And actually, I love Sokka this whole episode. I think I'm on board with Sokka, which I normally am not. But anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, welcome to the patriarchy. I don't know. <laughs> and, right. <laughs> Uh, they decide they're like, fine, we'll give Sokka's instinct a chance. Um, and Aang goes, walking might be fun, like typical Aang. And then we we change which, which, which actually, again, it, it reminds it that that he is somebody who's who is a figure of positivity. Too, yeah, that he's because I don't think he means that sarcastically. He yes. means it like, sure, anything could be fun. Maybe we'll make this fun. That's yes, and that's why I love his him. He's so refreshing as a hero because I feel like all these things weighing on him, he could be brooding. Like you see Harry Potter and that, mm-hmm. that boy is depressed, all like understandably, yeah. but it's such a moody character. And like Aang has his moments, but positive for yeah. the most part and gentle. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we cut to the gang traveling through the forest and Aang has to eat his words because he's like, walking stinks. He's so used to flying on Appa all the time. It's like, why doesn't everybody just have a flying <laughs> <Yes>. bison? <laughs> we wish, we wish, Aang. There's some, there's some airbender privilege right there. <laughs> right. And Katara keeps mocking Sokka's instinct and calling out his instinct and being like, oh, well, uh, and even Aang joins in and makes fun. So they're, uh, Aang's like, this pack I have on my back is so heavy. I wish, I wish we could put it like i wish we could just fly and katara's like well why doesn't Sokka just use his instinct instinct to carry it so making jabs and they end up stumbling right into a fire nation encampment they like burst through this set of um this like brush on the ground and here they are at a fire nation encampment all the armed soldiers turn and stare directly at them and uh someone yells run and they all try to escape but the fire nation um they're firebenders mm-hmm. so they create this kind of wall of fire and it blocks their escape route um so they'd have to either run through the encampment or <laughs> run through the fire i guess um 
And Sokka's shirt starts on fire. So we see Katara use that water in her pouch mm-hmm. to extinguish it, which is genius. Um, and maybe in that time, she could have gotten rid of some of the fire. But she's like, this is the immediate concern, mm-hmm. saving Sokka's shirt, saving oh, his yeah. skin, right? Like she could have she could have tried to escape. Um, so the gang is backed up against the wall of fire. The soldiers are closing in. And Sokka tries to bluff which is classic. And he's like, we promise not to hurt you. Yeah, let us through and we promise not to hurt you. And I actually love it. Like, Katara's like, what are you doing? And it's like, bluffing. Yeah, like, come on, get on board. But it is true. It's like, they kind of don't have anything to lose at that point. I mean, they're not in a position to negotiate beyond that. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it was quick thinking on Sokka's part. Um, And then all of a sudden, a soldier, I'm not sure what happened. It seemed like he was shot with an arrow from the back or something happened where he... Mm -hmm. He tumbles forward well, and lands on his and face. And what we'll see is it's definitely possible that was an arrow. Yeah. yeah. So, like, is he dead? I don't know. Again, Maybe? we have to come to terms <laughs> with the fact that people die in this show. I just, it's, they don't make it obvious, right? Because it's right. a kid's show. So, I'm always like, are they, though? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, Aang, Aang is like, oh, wait, what? Sokka, how'd you do that? And Sokka's like, uh, instincts? <laughs> and... Uh, what we see is a Katara notices a boy who is maybe like Sokka's age, maybe a little older mm-hmm. even, maybe like 17, 18. Yeah. And he's... I thought of Haru at this point. Yes, too. me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's high up in the trees. And actually, we should mention, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that we don't review when we go through this is the previously on Avatar. Oh, sure. Which is really helpful because like with lots of shows... They're showing what happened before, but they're cherry picking stuff that you need to know for mm-hmm. this episode. The essential bits. And Haru was part of that. Oh. Because it was Haru talking about the or Haru and Katara talking about her losing her mother and oh. how it's not the the necklace isn't enough. So like yeah, so so I, I do I did think of that because again, if we're talking about relationships, it's like, yeah, Haru and Haru and Katara, like that was that's one I'm on board for. Oh yeah, me too. Um so, uh, so this boy is up in the tree. Um, he did have some Haru vibes for sure. Uh, and he's using these, I described them as picks, uh, and I made my husband Mike look it up. They're hook swords, mm-hmm. which are used in Chinese martial arts. I did not know. Um, so he has two in both hands and he's like cascading down from this giant tree using these hooks. Um, clearly very smooth. And so he lands on two soldiers. He disarms them. Um, you disarm some others and the gang kind of has mixed responses of this guy jumping on the scene. I happen to pause on their faces and Katara has this look of like utter amazement. Mm-hmm. Um, Aang looks confused and then Sokka is very skeptical from the get go. Um, and the fire soldiers go, they're in the trees. And all of a sudden you have this whole crew of different fighters jumping down and they're fighting with these firebenders. Again, we have non-benders that are like holding their own against Doing people. more than holding their own. Yeah, yeah. And they're using like all these different types of weapons and um, like each different person has their own preferred weapon. And style. And they some of them some look, martial arts. There's yeah. one guy who looks huge. There's some people who look tiny. Yes. It's like... It's. I felt like it's very Peter Pan. <laughs> um, exactly, I thought of Peter Pan and Robin Hood. Yes, me too. The uh, like the, the Lost Men. Boys and yeah. the Merry Men. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's like kind of a ragtag crew of, of folks who you're like you all have individual backstories and mm-hmm. somehow ended up in this like little community of fighters. Yep. Yeah, it's it is it it we we come to see it's an island of misfit toys. Absolutely, to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, so they're using their different arrows, swords, hook swords, hand combat for some of them. They don't look polished at all, and uh, yet they're doing really well. And Sokka and Jet kind of have this competition going on in the fight. Where so Jet, Jet is the, yes, the leader. Yes, thank you. We, I don't know that we learned we don't his know name yet, yet yeah, but, but the boy, yeah. <laughs> the original boy. Anybody who's listening has seen the episode. <laughs> it's <is> true. So. <laughs> well, his name's Jet, and... Um, they're having this little competition within the fight because Sokka's like trying to to down one person, right? Like he's trying to get somebody disarmed and it's, Jet keeps being quicker. Right. It's very uh, Gimli and Legolas. Like, oh, true. Like competing about who has the most kills. The numbers, yeah. yeah. And he's like, that one was mine. <laughs> and there's, yes, and there's all these shots of Jet besting these different soldiers um, armed with different weapons. So clearly he's very trained. And as we know, like, 
Sokka's role back at in the South Pole was like training the children in fighting. Yes. So he like his identity is in being a warrior. He says, I'm the leader. I'm the warrior. I'm the oldest. Now we have someone older who's a better trained warrior. Are you saying we might be dealing with jealousy just like we dealt with waterbending jealousy last episode? What? <laughs> and yet I still like Sokka throughout this. Yeah. Um. So this crew, I, I like a kind of a resistance crew keeps fighting off soldiers and uh Jet does this great move where he runs and he jumps over like the last soldier standing and lands his jump and runs right up into Katara's face, very much like uh, Zuko did Mm -hmm. in the last episode, that little meet cute moment. Here we have another one. And it's like the shot itself just looks like they were destined to meet. Yes. Um, And she is very taken by this smooth move. And he says, my name's Jet. Okay, here we go. His name is Jet. And these are the Freedom Fighters. Sneers, Longshot, Smellerby, the Duke, and Pipsqueak. So again, we have like the Merry Men, yeah. the Lost Boys. Yeah. And and there's a lot of like visual jokes just about like Pipsqueak is this huge yes. giant of a of a person. And Aang like Aang's like, oh Pipsqueak, that's a funny name, talking to this smaller person. Uh-huh. Uh and Pipsqueak chimes in and he's like, You think my name's funny? And then they all I just I loved Aang's responses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they all just like laugh it off. It yeah. like makes fast friends with anyone. Yeah. Um so the Well, it is interesting cuz one of the things that's a big theme of this episode is charisma, right? Yeah. And and uh Katara and Sokka are not always the most charismatic people. Katara sh- can, they show themselves to be in moments Aang is a charismatic person, yes. right? Aang wins people over. He's winning for his positivity. Um, I will say we talked last episode about how Zuko had this kind of smarmy charisma when he was um, negotiating and interrogating mm-hmm. Katara. Jet is like pure charisma. Yes. Yeah. He could persuade anyone of anything. Yeah. Um, so the we cut to a scene. I think it's a commercial break. And the Aang gang and freedom fighters are kind of grabbing supplies from this now abandoned Fire Nation camp. And we see Katara come up to Jet, and she, like, looks kind of nervous, Mm -hmm. I think, to go talk to him because she's very taken. And she thanks him for saving them. And Jet was like, oh, you guys were just the right distraction we needed. Like, we had already planned to Yeah, we should thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And um, Katara was like, well, we were relying on our instincts. And in the background, you see Sokka hearing, listening in, and he's very dejected. and Jet says, well, you'll get yourself killed using your instincts. Right. And um, and so, again, Sokka over here sulks away. He is not a fan of Jet. He is not won over by the charisma. And the fighters find these two barrels, and one is filled with blasting jelly. And then they said, like, the other is a jellied candy or yes. something. <laughs> they're like, Gum- gummy bears is what they're talking about. <laughs> they're like, don't mix those two barrels up, right? But they're like, oh, this could be really helpful for us. Let's let's mm-hmm. steal this. So again, we here we're seeing the Robin Hood aspect, right? Oh, we're, true. We're robbing from the rich to... Help fight the resistance. Yeah, yeah. and give candy to the poor, presumably. <laughs> right there. Yeah. Um, so Katara fangirling over Jet... Um, asks like hey can we see your hideout like he he says they have this special hideout and they're like sure so we see the crew and um the the freedom fighters walking through the forest and they stop and jet's like all right we're here and it looks no different from that first scene when they're mm-hmm. just resting in this massive forest and everyone's like there's i mean like there's nothing here and jet has the gang then hold on to these ropes that are dangling and it propels them up high into the air and again this reminded me uh, the hideout looked a lot like there's like wooden walkways and there's these huts and like tents up mm-hmm. high up it reminded me of um hook have you seen hook i have it reminded me of a little bit of some of the scenes from hook and then also the ewoks ewok village yes okay right? yeah. <laughs> i was hoping i was I definitely got that thinking name right. the ewok village yes. it looks just like it yep. i looked up scenes uh like still images same yeah. thing and a less spiritual Lothlorien perhaps from Lord of the Rings yeah but like 
high up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now what's interesting, uh, you said that they held onto ropes and got pulled up. Yeah. He gives one to Sokka and Sokka gets pulled up. True. Aang says, oh, I'll get here myself. And he like air bends his way up. And I think this is when Katara's like, yeah, he's the Avatar. And and Jet's response is, Avatar. Cool. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I think he says it nice. It's so funny. It's just so underplayed. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, all right. Yeah. And then, and then, um, but he's like trying to be cool about it too. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, he doesn't give Katara a rope though. Oh, yeah. He says, Katara, hold on to me. Oh, it, it yes. Uh, so they ascend up into this hideout and they're yeah, both... I mean, he is Indiana Jones at this yes, point. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's the image I was trying to think of that it reminded me of. Yeah, she's like holding on to him. He's got the rope mm-hmm. and they're going up into the hideout. Very romantic, very smooth. Um, and they're all taken by this Ewok village. <laughs> and uh, Jet's like, it's beautiful. But more importantly, it's safe up here. They, the Fire Nation doesn't know that we're here. And then Smellerby <laughs> chimes in and goes, uh, Smellerby, one of these these lost boys, basically. The Fire Nation would love to find you, wouldn't they, Jet? And um, we learn some backstory of who Jet is. So we learned that the Fire Nation had taken over this nearby Earth Kingdom village um, a while back. And they have been ambushing the troops. They've been cutting supply lines and doing anything that they can to try to mess with the Fire Nation soldiers and get them out of this Earth Kingdom village. And uh, Jet says, one day we'll free that village, which is interesting. Um, so so Jet then gives some back backstory to some which, of which these is fighters. A, I would say, which is a noble yeah. desire, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so Jet gives some backstory to some of the fire fighters and... Uh, uh, Katara's like, well, what about you? Like, what's your story? And at this point, Aang and Sokka, they kind of like, they're no longer paying attention or they're somewhere right, else. They're kicking it with Smellerby. Right. right. <laughs> and uh, and Katara and Jet are standing in this in the middle of this bridge and there's like beautiful autumn colors behind them, still very romantic. Uh, and he said the Fire Nation had killed his parents and he was just eight when it happened. And so now we have another connection between katara and another person who lost a parent mm-hmm. uh, in this case both his parents to the fire nation so so we're, we see with all of these backstories there are these kind of traumas yeah you know that these are these are orphans basically who uh fire nation i mean the, the one i can't remember if it was smellerby that he's like we don't even know where he came from yeah 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 i mean it's, it's very sad yeah you feel for all these people yeah. And you're like, it makes sense that you start this resistance. Well, and what's interesting is we've encountered another family, another family that's been constructed in the same way our our heroes are this family that was sort of pulled together. Mm-hmm. Jet's group is a family mm-hmm. and they look out for each other. And yeah, I mean, like it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so night falls in the hideout and <laughs> this is another scene that reminded me of Hook because there's a scene in it where they're, they have like a food fight. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, looks just like this. So Jet's toasting to the success over the dinner. Um, and he's cheering. It's pretty raucous, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and so the fire, uh, uh, he says the fire nation doesn't think they have to worry about a couple kids hiding in the trees. Maybe they're right, followed by boos, like a chorus of right. boos from the from the freedom fighters. And then he says, or maybe they're dead wrong. And then you have a chorus of cheers. So like this Feels guy. Like a know- Trump rally too, <laughs> a little bit, right? <laughs> yes. This guy knows his audience, knows how to like knows the exact things to say. And- Which is interesting because we've seen Katara try to give speeches like this too, right? At, yeah. On in imprisoned. We see, you know, if we're thinking about kind of mirroring of this, like um, you know, Katara finally reaches those moments where where that speech works up, and here we have like the the embodiment of charisma, and it's just it just this stuff just flows out of him naturally. Yeah. Um. So, Katara. Oh, this this is when Katara tells you know th- that that they have the Avatar like trying. You know, oh, that's right. That's yes, right, yeah. and oh my gosh, that line! I just love it. Like oh. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and in, in th- as this whole speech is going on, they're having this great dinner. You see Sokka in the background still sulking, still very skeptical of Jet. And yet a little bit won over because Jet is like, you know what? I need you. Right. How could you not be won over? And it is interesting because he starts by talking about how we need 
Katara and Aang because they're these benders, right? Mm-hmm. And then and you see you have Sokka sort of feeling like once again I'm left out. Mm-hmm. And he so he's pushing for like how we have to go and and then that's when he's like, Oh, but I have like a mission for you. Yes. Like, yeah. And and we're gonna see him kind of try to like cozy up to Sokka too. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And Sokka, I mean, that's all Sokka wants, right? Yeah. All he wants. There's a there's a degree to which if he could get over his jealousy of Jet, like he would love to be part of this group. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It call- I mean, the, they're they're living the dream it's as far as he's his concerned. Name. Yeah. Yeah. So the next morning they they do Sokka joins them on this mission. And um Jet uh we see Jet use this bird call, a kind of mm-hmm. like a whistle bird call. Kind of uh I think Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah. true. And you hear it then echoed from other parts of the forest mm-hmm. and it's the freedom fighters call like um alerting them to action or, or mm-hmm. to get ready. And we see this move from Sokka that's kind of cool i don't really understand how it works but he sticks well, vibration right? <laughs> yeah he sticks his sword in the tree and then he's he comes up close to it and feels it and he's listening for the vibration yeah it's amplified and and whether he means it or not jet is like impressed yeah yes yeah. which he, is he shows like oh Sokka, like this is why you're here yeah. look you you that's a great move feels yeah. good for Sokka, right and uh because jet makes you feel good when you when you're with him yeah oh absolutely um and Sokka's like, one person is coming. And he sees that person, though, and he's like, oh, it's it's just this old man, like, very frail. He has a little walking stick. Um, so he's like, it's a false alarm. Just let everyone know. Do your bird call thing, whatever. But what's the old man wearing? Fire Nation clothes, yep. yeah. Yep. So Jet um, ignores this false alarm uh, from Sokka, unsheaths his hook swords, and then goes down from the trees and confronts the old man. Um, so we have him in front. We have, I think, Pipsqueak behind. Mm-hmm. They're they're closing in around this old man, um, and uh, Jet slashes the walking stick in half. And he says, "Do you like destroying towns? Do you like destroying families?" To this old man, and he says, "Please, please have mercy on me." And as Jet is about to attack, Sokka grabs his foot, um, I think, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, Jet, it's just an old guy. <laughs> like, he's not a threat. Um, and Jet tells him to remember why he fights. And Sokka says, this doesn't feel right. So again, he's his instincts tell him there's something wrong here. And Jet and the fighters uh, rob the man. They leave him behind. It's basically a mugging. And Sokka looks at the man and they make eye contact and he feels really upset by this. Well, and I will say, and and we'll talk more about this as we go, but like this actually reminds me of, um, especially like Vietnam War movies where it's Mm. like, you know, when when, when you're in something where, where it's like a guerrilla warfare situation, which they're in a jungle, right? It's like, well, can we, who can we trust? Like, is the enemy just the soldiers or is it anyone on that side? Because could anyone be a threat? Could anyone be a spy? Um, we'll talk later. There there are so many echoes of things like um, like Apocalypse Now in this, mo- in this episode in terms of thinking about some of the ethics of war. Um, so, so there's a degree to which you could side with Sokka and say, yeah, this is just this old man. He's not a combatant. He's not part of this. But Jet's point of view is that every, anyone attached to the Fire Nation is part of destroying this other village, is part of occupying this land, and, mm-hmm. and all of them are complicit, mm-hmm. right? So so there, there are kind of competing views of justice here yep. between these two. Absolutely. And so we cut to a scene where Aang is playing in the trees then, and uh, just kind of killing time uh, before the crew comes back. And he says, Sokka, look look at what the Duke gave me. And he throws this popper on the ground. And this felt, I was mad at this moment with Aang because he's using these little poppers and he throws it right at Momo's feet. Like, could have thrown it anywhere else and freaks out Momo. So it's like, it seemed uncharacteristic of Aang to be like, let me scare mm-hmm. this. It felt like a little strange I don't know. I, I didn't like. I didn't like that. So maybe hanging out with the uh, the freedom fighters is rubbing off on him. Yeah, though. in a not great way. And um, so it scares Momo. And Katara asks, like, "Oh, is Jet back too? <laughs> like trying to trying to see if he's around?" And Sokka says, "Yeah, but we're leaving. We're we're leaving right now." And um, Katara 
like made Jet a hat. Yeah. It was <laughs> very ugly and strange. And she's like, I want to give it to him. It, it sort of though reminds you of like uh, like a first crush kind yes. of thing where it's like, you, it's like, oh, I'm going to do this thing and you think it's a good idea. Yeah. And then it's like, you look back and you're like, like I, I burned some songs on a <laughs> yeah. CD for you. <laughs> this is, this is the, uh, her version of a mixtape is this. Uh... <laughs> so bad. And, uh, and Sokka's not having it. And he goes, your boyfriend Jet's a thug. And he talks to them and tells them about um, the old man that mm-hmm. they had that they had mugged, and Aang and Katara still want to defend him. Now, what's interesting here? Again, I I, I like to get into the specific words that people say. Mm. So he says, "Your boyfriend's a thug," and Katara says, "He's not." Right. As in, he's not a thug. Not he's not my boyfriend. <laughs> well, and it was yeah. interesting. Like like she because there's there's one of two things she could be she could respond to. And and she really does seem to be responding to he's not bad like you say he is not mm-hmm. he's not my I mean she so so I mean because because like when you see this in a show like like there's the somebody refers to somebody as you because clearly it's not like they're dating right but she sees him that way potentially yeah yeah oh yeah yeah but um, she's willing to admit it I mean we talked about how last episode. Uh, oh no! Was it this episode with the the kissing? I, now I'm trying. I'm, they're Last melting episode, together. I think. We know this, this episode. Is this episode, <laughs> yeah, where 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 um, she is sort of going after Sokka, and Sokka, you know, hides this relationship, right? Yeah, she's not denying that here. Yeah, true. Um, so so and not denying that, and also saying like, okay, that's your side of the story, Sokka, mm-hmm. and saying like being skeptical of her brother right on behalf of a person she just met and has a crush on and what's crazy is they've been through a lot it's not just her brother but it's her brother and somebody who i mean they've seen a lot over these first nine episodes mm-hmm. so there's it is interesting sort of the sowing of distrust among that family. yeah yeah and she's like, well, let's let's go here, Jet's side. And then, so the gang is now in, like, Jet's quarters. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like this fancy tent in a treehouse, maybe. And Jet's, like, um, trying to explain himself. So clearly they had confronted him. And he goes, like, you told them what happened, Sokka, but you didn't tell them the most important part, that the old man is Fire Nation. Like, that should be an explanation enough, right? And Sokka goes, he was a harmless civilian. And Jet says, he was an assassin, Sokka. And he pulls out a Fire Nation sword. And in it, there's like a small compartment at the end of it with a vial of poison. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a sword being taken from this guy. Right. Did you? <laughs> no, but they also didn't show us everything. So maybe, like, we're left to wonder. Right. And Sokka said, I mean, Sokka, like us, was like, I didn't see a sword. But Katara believes Jet. And she's a... She, is very relieved because she can go back to the image of this guy that she had before. Mm-hmm. And so Jet then, as he does, tasks people with something that he knows is a strength of theirs. And he says, and Katara, like, I need you to help me fill a reservoir. Um, it's going to be helpful because there's these fires that have been um, mm-hmm. in the area. I want, like, we need more water. I'm, we need you for bending. Yeah, it's like they're like compliment jobs. Like, it's like a compliment, but yes. by accepting the compliment, you're also accepting a job. Right, right. <laughs> um, and so Aang and Katara, like, happily, readily agree to it. Uh, sounds like a task they would both want to help with. Sure. And they get fires. to use their, they get to use their powers to do this. We've already seen Practice. their response to, to forest fires, right? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Sokka is uh, then packing up his things in the next scene. He's ready to go. Uh, but Katara and Aang are pleading to say, and they're like, stay. And they're like, he needs our help. Like he asked us for help and they can't do it without us. Um. But Sokka says, Jet's very smooth, but we can't trust him. And Katara says, you're jealous. He's a better warrior and a better leader. Those two things that he said at the start of the episode mm-hmm. that were his identity. And um, her, basically what she's saying is like, my instincts say we go with Jet. Right. But she's not using that word because no. that was, that was <laughs> his word. It's a loaded word. Right? word yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so... We have nightfall and um, op- there's a cute scene of like Appa sleeping on the top of the trees. Uh, and it's just like a sea of these huge red treetops. 
And um, Sokka wake up, wakes up in the night and he hears some fighters descending from the trees. So he decides to go follow them. He doesn't tell the rest of the crew. And Jet's leading the crew and has this massive cart that they're holding behind them with the barrels in it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Was it the jelly candy barrels? Who can know? Are they just going to go have a midnight snack? But they they stop at this cliff and it's overlooking the reservoir in the dam um, that he was talking about with Katara and Ng. And he says to his crew, now listen, you're not to blow the dam until I get the signal. They need the reservoir, reservoir to be full um, so that the fire troops can't survive. And then Duke jumps out of the cart, who I first thought it was like Aang, this similar size. But Duke jumps out and says, what about the people in the town? And Jet says, it's the price that they have to pay in order to get rid of the Fire Nation. So um, that's problematic. And Sokka overhears, yet they see Sokka and they, they, they grab him and they threaten him not to talk. Um, but Sokka says, like, your plan is to destroy this Earth Kingdom village. And Jet's like, yeah, it's to get rid of the Fire Nation soldiers in it. And like collateral damage or not, that that is justified. Like It's important that we get rid of those soldiers. So I, I, I loved this theme and this question. I mean, and, and this is where I was wanted to talk about Apocalypse Now, which um, is this one of the big themes in there is like, how far are you willing to go to... Um, to achieve your military ends, mm-hmm. right? So, so in that, uh, Colonel Kurtz is this guy who's sort of gone rogue, and um, uh, the Martin Sheen character, whose name I'm forgetting, uh, it's Marlow in in um, in Heart of Darkness, like is going upriver to find him, and he's researching him, and he's realizing that Kurtz is starting to kill even people who are allies to the uh, Viet, Vietnamese people who are allies to the US mm. because he knows that they also like like he he believes or knows that they're also you know potentially double agents and like he's very effective but he's ultimately like um crossing all these lines of mm-hmm. things that that sort of fall outside of the ethics of war and one of the big questions that that film then pushes you to ask is like once you cross those lines can you ever cross can you ever come back across them sure right or does that fundamentally change you and you know so because there is the degree to which you can look at uh this is an absolute battle that's being fought with the fire nation for uh this is not just yeah they're fighting over land or this or that but i mean they're fighting over over human existence they're fighting over i mean the biggest possible things. Uh, and there is a degree to which you can look at what Jet's doing and say like, okay, uh, are we willing to sacrifice the lives of innocent people in order to win the larger war? Yeah. You know, um, and that, so so I think that's such an interesting question because Sokka clearly puts his flag in the ground on one side of this. Um, and there is this question of, like I said, once you cross that line, once you do this once, can you is the line exploded? Can you ever yeah. come back? Can you, is it possible to say this one time we're willing to do this? We're yeah. willing to use the nuclear option, right? But like once we do that, then you can't. Can you come back from that? Right. It makes it so much easier to do it again. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So and and Sokka goes like, there's mothers and fathers and children in that kingdom, like or in that village. That you would be sacrificing, and mm-hmm. Jets just owns it, and he says that's sacrifices that need to be made. Right, and 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 why does Jet get to make that choice? Because of uh, he remembers like what happened to him, right? What's well, why? That's why he does make the choice. But the question is like, well, why? why I mean, if you're Sokka, oh. like, what? Okay, yes, but why are you the one who gets to decide that they're going to be sacrificed? Right. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. Right. Yep. So this is that question of leader. Or does there need to be a leader or, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Oh, good call. And so Sokka confronts him then because he's putting the pieces together and he's like, wait, the task that you had for Aang and Katara, they don't understand that Mm -hmm. that they're helping you. They're being complicit in this this action. Um, And Jet just says, like, they don't understand the demands of war. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, which said, again, says, a warrior. <laughs> again, he says they don't understand the demands of war like you and I do. Right. Again, th- he's Adding him so to his own camp. good at this, yeah. right? Like, like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you and me are together. Yep. Um, so the two fighters, though, I mean, they know that Sokka's going to go tell. He's clearly taken his side. And so two fighters seize him and they take him for a, quote, long walk <laughs> through the forest. Which is a real menacing, like, mob land yeah. <laughs> kind of euphemism. <laughs> yes. Um, so now we have Jet. He's back. He he went and collected Katara and Aang and he's having them fill up the dam for what we now know is um, not great reasons. And Katara starts apologizing for Sokka's behavior. It was like, I'm really sorry for what my brother did, um, like that he keeps distrusting you, that he's painting you a certain way. And Jet lies to Katara and Aang, and he does it with such ease, like not even a, a split second to think. And he goes, oh, he already apologized. And in fact, he thanked – he uh, uh, thanks to you too, Katara. Like mm-hmm. he thanks Katara – yeah, you must have said something to him. Or, right. Yeah. Or she, I think he's like, somebody must have said something to him. Did you talk with him? And she said yes. And he's like, well, that, I mean, it's, yeah. So he's bringing her into this yes. as well. I feel like this could be a textbook on how to manipulate people. It's, he's good at it. <laughs> yeah. And it makes you then question everything he said. Like when when Katara thanks him and he's like, oh, no, thanks to you guys, uh, we had already planned to attack this encampment. We just needed a distraction. Like, was any of that true? Mm-hmm. We don't know now. Um, because once you cross the line of lying and manipulation, then can you ever come back? Yeah. It's the same thing. It's the, it, it, this is a larger question about morality and ethics. Like, if you, if you sacrificed that ethical code at all, like, at what point then, what can we trust? Right, right. Um, so... He tasks them then, he, he thanks them and then tasks them with grabbing, uh, bending underground water out of like holes, vents. Yeah, like Basically geyser creating kind a, of thing. Yeah, yeah, creating a geyser and getting the underground water to go into the river, bring up the water level, uh, fill up the dam quicker. And Katara feels a little bit uncertain of her skill. She's like, I've never bended water that I can't see before. But Jet, he like actually holds her, like he embraces her. And he's like, no, you got this. Like, you have this in you. And then, and then we see Aang is third wheeling so hard. And he's like, <laughs> like, can I do it too? I don't know. And, then, and uh, um, he's like, oh, I know the Avatar. Yeah, 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 right. Like, he, yes. So, I mean, smooth, smooth. Even in Aang's awkwardness. So Katara and Aang do that push-pull bending trick and extract the water from the hole. They're filling the river. Um, and... So Jet says, like, okay, great, you guys seem to have it under control. Let's meet back at the hideout. I don't 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 come find me at the reservoir. Like, I think it's better if we just yeah. meet at the and hideout. And that just sounds like a guy who's cheating, right? It's yeah. like, yeah, don't don't ever call me at work. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Fishy. Uh, but Katara and Ng don't notice. Um we have a little bit later in the day when um they finish up the geysers and they're finished up early. It's a lot quicker than they thought it would take. So Katara goes, well, why don't we just meet Jet at the reservoir? And uh, she's like, I'm sure he'd be happy to see us. So uh, now we have um, Sokka in the woods on his long walk with Pipsqueak and Smellerby. And he confronts them as they're taking him through the forest. I guess they have a lot to talk about. And he says, how can you stand by and do nothing when Jet is doing this, uh, like, why Why is nobody saying anything? And Pipsqueak's response is, Jet's a great leader. That's all. He doesn't really need to say much more. Yeah, right? I mean, it is, it is, uh, it, this is the, the cult part of this, right? It's yeah. like, like there, it's a, it's a personality cult. It's a, he's done all these other things. So we just have to sort of trust what he says, you know, yeah. and, and they, they've reached the point where they've stopped asking the questions. Right. And what looked like a family, like, this ragtag family, this loyalty, you see as like, it goes further and gets a little bit demented in, mm-hmm. in Jet's manipulative control. Well, especially if you think about Smellerby and some of the other ones, like they seem to be pretty little kids too. Yeah. You know, so there is this sense, I mean, uh, Pipsqueak seems like less, 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 he's got like a gland issue. Um, <laughs> like, but it seems like these are maybe easily manipulable, manipulable people. Yeah, you know. And is he is he taking advantage of them? How much are they sort of 
um, past even thinking these questions. Right, exactly. Um, so Sokka then, as they're talking, he sees a pile of leaves on the ground and it reminds him of earlier with the hog monkeys and the traps. And so he he makes a break for it. He gets out of um, the hold and he runs across and jumps over the pile, but the fighters don't know it's there. So then they are caught up in these live traps. Which surprises me when you think about it, because wouldn't they be so familiar with this forest that they would know like, oh yeah, whenever you see that, that's a trap. Right, exactly. But eh, I don't know. I, it worked on them, I it guess. It is Pip's Week and Smellerby. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're not the uh, the elite. <laughs> Maybe the brains of the operation yeah. aren't <laughs> taking care of Sokka. Yeah. Um, so we have then Katara and Aang, and they're coming up to the reservoir lookout spot. And they don't see anybody, but they're looking down at the dam, and they realize that those barrels from the Fire Nation are there. And so they figure out Jet's plan, uh, plan to blow up the dam with the blasting jelly. And um, Aang is like, I need to stop. I need to save the town downriver, right? And so he jumps up into action. He grabs his, um, what is it called? Glider? Mm -hmm. He grabs his glider. And just as he's about to fly off, Jet jumps in and intercepts him, knocks his glider out of his hands. Um, And Jet goes, you guys would do this too, right? Like this, like, why are you trying to foil my plan? You would do the same thing if you were me. Think about what the Fire Nation did to your mom, Katara. And he was like, we can't let that happen to anybody else. We need to take out these soldiers. It's worth the village being lost. Interesting, though, forgetting or ignoring the fact that in doing this, he would be doing this to other people. Right. right? He would be killing innocent people. He would be killing people's yeah. mother. I mean, those are the exact words that Sokka, uh, that Sokka uses, yep, right? Yep, exactly. Um and Jet reveals to them that Sokka knew and now he's on his long walk. And Katara starts to tear up. And she she put so much trust in this person. And now she's realizing it was all misplaced. And she asks where Sokka is. And um, I think at this point she, she whips Jet with some water, I'm assuming, from her pouch. Mm-hmm. And um, Aang tries to grab the glider, tries to go off and help save this Earth Kingdom folks. Um, but Jet uh, fights. They they continue to fight. Mm-hmm. And he has the glider. Um, and Aang says, like, I'm not going to fight you, Jet. Which, again, is this, like, gentle hero, right? Um, who doesn't want to hurt. He wants to evade. So he's evading. He's running through this network of trees. And we have a chase scene again. And um, Jet's trying to attack him with his hook swords. Aang is trying to just fight him off, right? Like, like leave him in the dust. And um, they end up both falling to the ground, and Aang lands pretty rough. And uh, it seems like he hurt himself on his fall. Mm-hmm. But uh, where they landed, Katara happened to be there, and I was like, oh, <laughs> all right. Convenient. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she, she protects Aang from Jet, who's about to advance on him. And she protects Aang by, like, splashing water over and over at Jet, and she kind of goes overboard, almost like when you have the bully that's picked on too much, or uh-huh. the bully who's picking on someone too much, and then they just start beating. Like, the, the bullied kid is like, I'm going to punch you out, right? right. Um, so we kind of see a little bit of Katara's revenge coming into play. Uh, she splashes him onto a tree, and then she uses her breath, and she breathes onto the water, and it freezes him into the tree. So I don't think we've we've seen her use we've ice. We've seen her freeze things, but this is the first time she does the thing with breath, which is interesting because Iroh does this with with fire. Oh yeah. So it's I, I feel like there's a, there's something more we're learning here about this this ability. Mm-hmm. Um. So Jet's trapped in the tree, but that doesn't stop him from using his bird call, and uh, he's like, "You guys, you're too late anyway." And um, Aang tries to fly off, but his glider is broken. And I think he's maybe injured, too. Yeah. So, like, he – I was like, oh, can't – I mean, the boy is an airbender. Like, can't he just go over there anyway? But I think he's hurt mm-hmm. to an extent where he can't. And they both <laughs> realize maybe, like, disappointedly that Sokka's their only chance. Right. <laughs> like, Sokka – you don't give Sokka a task on his own usually, right? Right, like, right, right. It's, it's yeah, not – Sokka is our only hope is not a sentence you want to have to say. <laughs> no. Um, so we see uh, the bird call triggered a fighter to shoot a flaming arrow at I the I believe blast. that was Longshot. Oh, oh, that's smart. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know any of their names. Um, shoot a flaming arrow at the blasting jelly and it breaks the dam. 
and you, the water crashes down and we see it we see from inside the village like almost as if you're someone standing in the middle of the street like eye level you see a tidal wave come over the village and also i noticed that there was a, a basket of cabbages that oh interesting the only item that we see like get hit by the water um but it's really there's not like a ton of music there's not it's you just see damage mm-hmm. and in the flood um and you pointed this out to me when we we're talking about it we see a toy doll that's floating along in the river. This is one of the darkest images I've seen in a on a in a children's show. Yeah, I mean, like basically, they're without showing us, they're saying this is this town's destroyed. Everything in it is washed away. Presumably, everyone in it is drowned. Yeah, and you're so used to the hero saves the day, and yeah. you see Aang and Katara who we've counted on this whole time, helplessly watching. Yeah. And, you know, Aang's been undefeated, and all of a sudden now it's like he didn't do anything, and it's happened. The thing has already happened. It's not, it doesn't seem like there's something they can do. Yeah. Uh, And I just, when I hit this, when I saw the doll floating down the river, I was just like, I cannot believe Mm -hmm. that they were willing to go there. Uh, Because, again, I think this episode really asks these huge questions, but I wasn't prepared for it to show me some of that. Yeah, I think, yeah, I've had like a sense of dread (laughs) watching it. Um, And Katara and Aang as well, they're watching up from the cliff and they're in horror watching. Um, And they go, all all those people. And Katara calls Jet a monster. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes, this is a victory, Katara. And um, at that moment, Sokka appears on on Appa, on the Millennium Appa, with Momo, who jumps down and hugs Aang, like, in his dis- mm-hmm. distraught place. Um, and Sokka has said, I warned the villagers just in time. And we see this, like, sapia tone mm-hmm. kind of, like, retelling quickly yes. of... Um, him going in, these still images of like him going into the village, warning the people they weren't really certain, right? Um, like the Fire Nation soldiers and the Earth Kingdom villagers were all a little bit skeptical of him. He's obviously he looks like a stranger <laughs> in his outfit, but the old Fire Nation man who saw him earlier vouched for him and said, like, I trust this person, I believe him. So the town left just in time. And there's a shot, which I thought was brilliant, of that doll going through the water and a little girl picks it up, like one of the villagers. Mm-hmm. And I will say, my family and I lived through a flood when we lived in North Dakota. And I was about that the age of that girl when uh-huh. it happened, like maybe six or five. And I don't remember much about it, but I remember a, a dump truck coming through our um, street and picking up like just a bunch of our... our messed up ruined goods uh-huh. and on top of that pile was a slinky toy and i will never forget it. like that image is burned in my head of like huh. there is something that is really important to me as a child and it's like taken away and it left me kind of thinking like the people are saved but there's like their whole lives right are messed up the, that whole village is destroyed and they, yeah, yeah it's not something that they can forget right so it is like it is dark and it's like lasting effect of jet but at least lives weren't lost um so uh then <laughs> jet calls Sokka a fool um and he says like you could have freed this valley and he used that word before right like mm-hmm. one day i hope to free the village um so you could have freed the valley of the fire nation and the response is, who would be free? Everyone would be dead. And you became the traitor when you stopped protecting innocent people. So Sokka says that. Well, well played. Beautiful. Sokka's not great with words usually, yeah, it, but killed it. It makes me think of the uh, the line we talk about in class when we talk about the Roman Empire. I think Tacitus says, Rome builds a desert and calls it peace. It's yeah. Like, it's like Jet builds a flood and calls it freedom. Yeah. Right? It's like, Oof. yeah, like that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So the crew leaves on Appa and they leave him just, they leave Jet frozen to a tree. And now he'll use his bird call and he'll get out. But uh, there's no resolution. There's no like mending of relationships. They're done. Right. And so we see they're flying on Appa again. Sokka's steering. And uh, Katara and Aang ask him, 
like they're like we're so proud of you for saving the town was it your instincts that did that and he was like hey yeah sometimes my instincts are right and it's great it's a great ending yeah wow i feel like this we talked a lot about sort of themes and ideas what did, what did we learn from this episode it uh complicates the resistance fighting mm-hmm. i guess i didn't we didn't realize that there was any kind of resistance like or i mean as organized as that crew was like it was an organized response so i guess we hadn't really seen that much yet yeah we saw civilian fire nation people for the first oh, time oh yeah true you know uh we saw innocent non-combatants um who man i don't know if they have a big stake in the success of the fire lord's plan right you know, like, yeah, I mean, so so that's interesting. I mean, there is there is just this big Machiavellian question of does the end justify the means? Yeah. And it it's interesting because we see two conflicting views. Now, the episode clearly has a point of view on which view is more, is more just. Right. Um, because we get the, we get, sort of our heroes on one side of that. Uh, but I feel like the question still sort of stands. Yes, like, like, you know, uh, Jet, Jet still got his victory. Yep. To a certain degree. Yeah. You know, um, so it is, it, like, I, I find it interesting that it's not a, the resolution is not a clean resolution. Like you said, that village is still destroyed. Are they going to go and rebuild that there? Are they going to leave? I mean, yeah. he, he maybe got what he wanted. Um, from that, uh, we don't know what other retribution will come because of that. Are we going to see these characters again? Right. Um, we see the danger of, uh, sort of a personality cult Yeah. of sort of losing your way when you get too caught up in getting behind someone. Um, which is interesting because in the main core cast of this show, is there anyone around whom a personality cult could form? Yeah. Yes, there is, yeah. right? We've already seen we obviously Aang could have that. We've seen Katara be yeah. able to like mobilize yep. this group of down downbeaten people, right? So, um whatever happens if they harness that? Right. You know, like that's really interesting. The Avatar is this not even semi-religious figure. Is this religious figure, right? This spiritual figure um, so we learned, we learned some lessons about personality cult, but we don't know yeah. that we won't see something like that again. Um, and it might start in ways that seem innocent and might turn in ways that, that go dark. So I think that's really, that I'm fascinated to see, um, where we learn those lessons. I'm fascinated to see, like, it's unclear that Jet learned anything from this, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and I don't, again, as I'm going through this, I don't know whether we've seen the last of these people. I wouldn't right. be shocked if um, we saw Jet later if in, in the inevitable getting the band back together <laughs> scene. And he has changed his ways and he gets they get to use and mobilize his charisma in a different kind of way. Or mm. I could imagine him being something who, with his twisted sense of victory and justice, undermining... Sure. What um, what Ang is trying to do, what Ang Katara and Sokka are trying to do, the the, the movement they're trying to lead, um, because I will say he is the most. I mean, he's a uh, somewhat on the margins of of this story, on the margins of society, but you could see him getting weaponized in other ways, his charisma getting weaponized in other ways. I looked at him and thought, man, just imagine if Zuko could mm. somehow win over Jet to his side, yeah. you know, um, having somebody with that. Because uh, Zuko has his Yeah, they share rage, some of that. Right. But Zuko has these like rage issues. <laughs> and the thing about Jet is he's so freaking cool. Yeah. like, And, and I mean cool by like he's – in in a tough situation, he's cool and he's calm, and he knows how to say the right thing to fold you into what he's doing, to make you complicit in what he's doing without you even knowing it. Right. Um. So, like, yeah, you know, it's interesting. This is a Zuko free episode. We've only had, I think, one other episode yeah. without without Zuko. Um. So yeah, I just 
it would be interesting, especially because this episode is also titled Jet. <laughs> I'm just, I would be shocked if we don't, it's such a cool character and they built out the world of it too. It wasn't just Jet and these sort of anonymous people, but like we actually learned backstories, backstories and names. Mm-hmm. So like I, I would love to, to revisit these folks and who knows where they end up going. Maybe the uh, the band of merry men turn their back on Jet after something like this. Who knows? Right. I, like I I think that's I love the world building here because yes, we have plenty of time to come back to these places. Yeah, and you're absolutely right because it's. I mean, we've been talking about how this whole trip is like getting the gang together, right? Like or like creating allies. Mm-hmm. And now we have one where we don't really know where what mm-hmm. direction it'll go. Yeah, you can see both sides for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, I agree with the. The whole issue of morality in war is, I think, that's going to be a question that's just going to keep coming back, right? Especially as, I mean, we know Aang's final task mm-hmm. is to fight the Fire Lord, and this is a boy who will not fight people. Mm-hmm. Like, he does not want to do that. And at, at any point, it seems like he's trying to preserve life. Mm-hmm. He says, like, respect all life. That's his, like, <laughs> mantra, right? So... At some point, he's going to have to do that. And it's like, will he be ready? Will he be willing? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's. It, I'm also imagining a world where you have all of the, the non-Fire Nation people ready to fight, ready to, to like engage in whatever this final conflict is. And what you end up with is a divide between people who want to follow an Aang-like path to say maybe, mm. maybe there is a... Uh, maybe there's a way to do this without fighting. Yeah. You know, and then people who are, you know, more drawn to someone like a jet who, you know, can promise them victories and military objectives and yeah. things like this. And yeah, it's, 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 it's really interesting. Yeah. I love it. I think it makes me think of um, civil rights movements or, or, Different groups throughout history, especially in American history, where like you have you have like SNCC, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you have these these different groups where you think that they're all on board with one idea, but inside there's so much there's divisions within, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, it, I wonder too how how some of those allies they're perhaps building up how they might fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because because honestly, the. Uh... The only person that I've in, that we've encountered who I think would not be won over, the only ally we've encountered who would not be won over by Jet, would be Boomy. And I don't think uh, there's, I don't think there's a lot of Boomies out there. Yeah, I mean, Boomy seems like <laughs> like he sees the world in a different way. He also knows Ang in a in a different kind of way. You know, it's yeah. it's sort of like. Um, you know, like he knew Aang before he was the Avatar, so he's like a real right. friend. Like before he got famous, you know, yeah. he knew him kind of thing. So, or even like um, Gyatso. Yeah. Uh, Some um, that was yeah, that's um, that's he was murdered in the genocide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I think like Aang tries to hold on to that sp- the spirit of Gyatso and mm-hmm. how he sees the world, and like clearly he's a vegetarian. He like holds on to his monk kind of living. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. I, yep. Boomy Gyatsu, maybe like the old guard. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but that's my like... point is I don't think there's a lot of old guard yeah. out there. Yes, and yeah, and you know I was thinking of the genocide too because you think about what Jet would do if he had had those weapons at his disposal. Like, how far would he go in the name of what he would see as sort of a righteous vengeance? Like, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, can I can I just say I forgot about this connection to Hook, mm-hmm. but uh, the person who voices Zuko, his name's Dante. I forgot the last name. Mm-hmm. He's he's in Hook. Really? Yeah, he's one of the Lost Boys. Oh my goodness! I know, right? Wow, that's amazing. Wow. Anyway, just just ending on that note. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Annie, uh, this was a very long, very interesting episode. Yes. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this journey so far. We are now halfway through the first season. We've 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 reached the midway point. Next week, we're going to be watching episodes eleven and twelve. Um, I always like to ask sort of where do we think we go from here? Um, we know that they're weeks away. Uh, I, I'll be curious to see. Sometimes the episodes start with them wrestling with the issues from the last episode. 
I'm curious to see what the opening. I presume this episode will, the next episode will open with them flying on Appa. And I just want to know what the opening conversation is. Me too. What because, the tone is. Right. Because it's pretty dark. I feel like they've all learned things about each other. We've all ex- we've explored a lot of jealousy this week yeah. uh, in these two episodes. Um, uh, we've seen, in some ways, some of the worst of Katara, which I think is a strength of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've actually seen, seen Sokka sh- sort of showing... Uh, Showing his value to this yes. to this team in lots and lots of ways, um, and we've seen Ang unable to mm. uh, stop stop destruction. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So he again, was, I mean, he wasn't the hero this time around, right? Yeah, he was. He, and, he was and, manipulated. Yep, absolutely. And will there be others who will want to try to manipulate the Avatar? Right. You know, is he is he. Maybe not just the spiritual leader, but is he also a weapon that people will try to utilize? Is he the ring of power? Mm. Oh, Let's think about that. All right, Annie, that's all the time we have for this week. So join us next week when we watch episodes uh, 11 and 12 of Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, until then, you can always get a hold of us at channel3900 at gmail.com. If you're watching along with us, please email. Tell us your thoughts about the show. Let us know if you would like to be on an episode. We would love to to watch along with you and talk along with you. Uh, Until then, we will catch you next week. See you.